Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. As I know, I tweeted over the weekend, I've just concluded reading a remarkable book, well-timed for Memorial Day weekend as we head toward the weekend. The title of the book is Brothers Forever. It was authored by Tom Saleo and Colonel Tom Mannion. Colonel Mannion retired from the United States Marine Corps, is joining me now. Hey, Tom, thank you so much for coming back to the program. Thanks, Mike. It's great to to be here with you. I want to try and and walk through this chronologically, and I'm going to use as a starting point Thanksgiving in the fall of 1999. Your son, Travis, was then, I guess in his first semester, I should say, he was a plebe at the Naval Academy and comes home for Thanksgiving weekend, and he's confronting a, a big challenge and a big decision. Talk to me about that. Well, you know, his his uh the plebe year, the freshman year at the Naval Academy, um, you know, it's a, a tough time for a lot of these midshipmen. And um, 
his sister Ryan was 15 months older than him at, at a local college at Widener University. And um, he was very close to, to Ryan and talked to her all the time. And I, I think he felt like he was missing out on something, missing out on the, the typical college life and um, came home and said he wanted to leave Naval Academy. So it was devastating uh, for my wife, Janet, and I. But Travis is a very determined young man, and uh, there was really no, no change in his mind at that point. And he actually ended up leaving the Naval Academy came home and um and then from there went to Drexel for a semester. Before he came home for the holiday weekend, he'd had a conversation with his battle commander Lieutenant Corky Gardner, who was known to you and Lieutenant Gardner had said, "Travis, you know, I really think you need to go home and discuss this with your folks, in particular your dad." That's right. Yeah, and and um of course uh <laughs> I tried to uh tell him uh, what he was doing was a mistake, and um, you know he had he wasn't listening to any of that. So um, ultimately, made the decision to leave. Corky was a, a friend of mine. Was down at the Naval Academy. Was a battalion officer, and was a, extremely disappointed that he had decided to walk away from from the Naval Academy. Uh, he did extremely well down there. He um, academically and athletically, uh, he did well. Um, and fortunately, because of that, uh, when he reapplied, uh, he was able to get back in, which is very, very unusual and, and really doesn't happen at all. I was going to say, in the book, Brothers Forever, you say that reapplying to Annapolis, reapplying to the Naval Academy is, is arguably more difficult than, than getting in in the first go-round, and what I thought was significant is that what maybe put him over the hump in terms of getting back in is that Lieutenant Gardner, the man to whom he'd initially tried to tender his his reg- resignation or withdrawal, it was Lieutenant Gardner who personally extended himself with a written recommendation and said, no, we, we need to take Travis back. Yeah, Lieutenant Colonel Gardner was, uh, you know, he saw something in Travis that he knew was right for the Naval Academy. Travis, it was amazing to me to see. I mean, after his semester at Drexel, um, he when he came to me in Doylestown at our home and said, "Dad, I'm, I, I want to go back to the Naval Academy." And and just as sure as he wanted to leave, as sure as he wanted to get back in there, I knew that that he was going to make it happen. I said, "Well, Travis, that's on you this time. You know, I'm not involved in that. You got to make it happen." And he did. So Travis was now a member of the class of 2004. On September 11 of 2001, he watched the events unfold while gathered around a television amidst other midshipmen, and one of them was Brendan Looney. Who was Brendan Looney? Travis met Brendan, you know, right before the 9-11 event, and um local guy from Maryland, um standout athlete at the Mathal High School, played football there and baseball um, uh, from a big family, uh, and uh, just uh, a guy that you'd you'd want to you want to be around. I mean, he's just like a special special young man. Um, Travis and he sort of gravitated towards one another. Uh, we're I'm from a big family, so I think you know the family aspect of Brendan and how important family was to him, and how important family was to Travis, was another reason they sort of 
linked up together. I would say that um, nobody worked harder than Brendan Looney in terms of uh, whether it was you know academically or what he was doing athletically. And, uh, you know, Travis had a lot of the same traits. And I think because of that, they sort of gravitated towards each other. And became roommates. They became roommates, um, really uh, close friends because of all these connections. Um, you know, and they competed against one another, uh, you know, and, and always push one another, whether it was playing a video game or, or what they were doing athletically. They were always constantly pushing one another. Uh, Brennan was a big uh, Redskins fan, and uh, Travis is a big Eagles fan, so they they were always uh, competing, whether it was uh, themselves or with their local teams, and and uh, and in a way, it was good natured. I mean, they had a lot of fun with it, and they uh, they really respected one another, um, and it was you know it was that sort of competitive spirit and and all the connections that they had that brought them so close together as friends and, and your roommates. Son, your son Travis was so moved by the events of September 11 that he visited New York Fire Department's Rescue One unit, came back home with mementos, gave to you a baseball hat that on one side said Rescue One FDNY, on the other it said 9-11-01, never forget what did he say to you when he gave you the hat? Yeah, Mike, I still remember that so vividly. I mean, it was one of the last times Travis and I had a chance to speak. It was, you know, a week before he left for for Camp Pendleton and then went over to Iraq. And uh, he handed me that hat and he said, Dad, this is this was incredible. These guys up here, these these first responders, these firefighters are unbelievable. He says they couldn't thank me enough for for my service in Iraq, and I I was just blown away by it. And he said, "Look, look at this hat," and he gave it to me. He said, "Dad, wear this when I'm gone, and remember, this is this is why I'm doing why I'm doing what I'm doing." Three years after the events of September 11, your son Travis Mannion, his roommate in Annapolis, Brendan Looney, they graduate as officers in the U.S. Navy and the Marine Corps, respectively. Looney desires to be a SEAL. There's a prohibition against colorblindness. He's able to get over that. As between the two of them, your son Travis was the first to deploy. He goes to Iraq. And then, and I thought this was such a poignant story, Tom, in your book, Brothers Forever, he comes home after his first deployment and goes to an Eagles game with his brother-in-law. Do you mind talking about that exchange they have as they leave the stadium? Sure. You know, I mean, it's it's um, like a lot of the stories that we have now, we we heard afterwards. And, and this is a story that my son-in-law shared with us. But um, uh, they were leaving the Eagles game, and, and uh, Dave good-naturedly, Said, hey, Trav, you know, I uh, let me let me trip you. And he was worried about Travis going back for a second tour. And so let me trip you, break break your ankle, so you won't have to go back. That's it's such a great time uh, leaving the Eagles game, uh, playoff game. And um, and Dave remembered when when he thought about it, he said, like Travis got serious all of a sudden. He said, hey, Dave, if not me, then who? If I don't go back, who's going to go in my place? I'm the one that's prepared and ready to go. I need to be there, and I need to to uh, 
get back there and do what I need do the job that I need to do. So um, they've shared that a little while afterwards, and um, and that's what those those five words are what we use to to set up our foundation that my wife started in Travis's name. By the way, this is Colonel Tom Mannion. He's the co-author of a brand new book. Wrote it with Tom Saleo. It's called Brothers Forever. The subject matter: his son and his son's roommate, Brendan Looney. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest Internet with faster speeds rolling out every day and Internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. 
Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Four months, Tom, after that Eagles game, he is back in Iraq. He's in the thick of things in Fallujah, around the globe in Pennsylvania. You're watching on a glorious day the Sunday morning shows, including watching Tim Russert on Meet the Press as he's questioning Vice President, well, not then, but Senator Joe Biden. And the subject matter, among other things, is that Russert says to Biden, do you think the war in Iraq is lost? You had to have winced when that uh, question and exchange took place. Well, yeah, somewhat so, Mike, because I, I was talking to Travis. Travis would call almost every week and give us updates about what was going on. Um, it was a tough time over there. I mean, as he described it, they were fighting in the streets almost every day and fighting the, the turn tide. And um, Travis said to me, he said, Dad, if, if we can get some more support over here, we can make this this happen. We can we can win this, and we can turn the tide in, in Al-Ambar province. And, and sure enough, I mean, when the when they voted to, to bring in more support with the surge, uh, the Marines and the, the, the rest of the service members were able to turn the tide and, you know, the history shows what happened there. But, um, yeah, I, I was, um, in close contact with Travis almost every week and he shared with me what was going on and they were fighting every day to make a difference. He was on a mission April 29, 2007, in an area that they referred to as the Pizza Slice because of its distinct shape, a section of, of narrow alleys between two arteries. They were in search of a sniper, and unfortunately, it was a sniper's bullet that felled your son, Travis Mannion. Yeah, they were right near the uh, Blackwater Bridge, and uh, people remember that uh, that was where the they hung the contractors. Uh, it was a very, very uh, volatile place. It was uh, blocks away from that. It was the Pizza Slice. It was no, a known uh, bad area. They had a patrol that went out, and they were looking for this sniper that was out there, had been out there for months, um, causing a lot of trouble for people. And um, they got um, they got to a couple of homes. They had some tips. They went into one home, a uh, young, young boy, um, pointed them to a home, said that the sniper may be in there. They went in and found out that uh, it was a setup. And uh, as they came out of the home, uh, they, were, they were caught in an ambush. Um, they were surrounded, basically. Uh, Travis's uh, medic was, was hit first. Another Marine was hit. Um, Travis helped pull both of them to safety. They were they were so surrounded and overwhelmed by the gunfire that Travis uh, decided to go out and uh, take on uh, the ambush and uh, expended all of his ammo and taken on the ambush. Um, and there was a uh, magazine that was flipped out of the Humvee, and Travis went to get the, the uh, magazine, and uh, he was hit by the sniper. And um, he was the only one that, that didn't make it that day, but... As the Marines came back, they said, uh, you know, I have some, some notes from them that um, his actions saved the lives of the entire patrol that day. By the time he had gotten out there and, and held back the fire, uh, the quick reaction force had come in and, and saved everyone else. Around the globe, day. around the globe, leaving church in Ardmore, Pennsylvania, 
was Lieutenant Colonel Corky Gardner, the same man to whom Travis had once tried to tender his resignation from the Naval Academy. They had maintained a relationship. They had been in communication during this deployment uh, of Travis. He gets the word and immediately volunteers to make that call on your house. When you looked out and you saw that he was on the porch, did you know? Well, actually, it was my wife, Janet, that went to the door, and she was so excited to see them. And for whatever reason, she she invited family and friends out that day, and then the gardeners showed up, and she was her immediate reaction was, oh, Corky and Renee, great to see you. And then when she saw the Marines standing beside them, she knew at that point. And, um, yeah, it was it was your worst nightmare at that point. I was, I was back in the, in the kitchen and came out and, you know, we knew immediately what, what had happened. Tom, 3000 miles, 3000 miles away from you getting the news. Brendan Looney received the news later that day. He was about to begin Travis's roommate in Annapolis. He was about to begin his seal training, his buds seal training. He ended up becoming a, naval seal he ends up being deployed to afghanistan and unfortunately september 21 2010 perished in a helicopter accident that killed i think the total was nine in the zabel province yeah brendan was on uh michael brendan was on um 58 combat missions during that deployment and he was on his 59th when we lost him but he and his Navy SEALs had, had created a lot of trouble for the Taliban in that area, and they were they were known for um, what they were doing and the actions they were taking in the hills of Afghanistan. And um, unfortunately, on that 59th mission, the Navy SEALs had unbuckled their their straps. They were getting ready to jump out of the helicopter, and the helicopter hit a rock and, and threw everyone out of the, uh, the helicopter. There was only one survivor. Travis Mannion had already been buried in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And after the passing of Brendan Looney, the Mannions, your family, and the Loonies got together and made a decision. What was that? Well, Mike, um, you know, we um, when we lost Travis, obviously you're in a state of shock. Um, we won him nearby us, and uh, we buried Travis uh, close to Doylestown. Um, we found out, you know, months afterwards that he had talked very seriously with some friends and family members that if anything happened to him, he wanted to be in Arlington. So we never really got Travis out there. I called Arlington and they said, yes, they could reinter Travis and we could move him down. Uh, we actually had a wooden cross there. We couldn't make up our mind. My daughter, Ryan, and I were ready to move Travis. My wife, Janet, was, was down visiting Travis almost every day. And she she wasn't sure what she wanted to do. And then we got the call from the loonies. We were, matter of fact, Marine Looney, we, we, the first call she made was to, to Janet. We hopped in the car. We went down to Merlin. We were there with them. Uh, when, when Brendan's wife, Amy, came to town, she said she wanted Brendan buried next to Travis in Arlington. And we said, well, you know, Amy, Brendan's, Brendan's not there. I mean, Travis isn't there. He's, he's in... Uh, the cemetery near our home in Doylestown. And uh, the light went on with my wife, Janet. She said, 
okay, well, this is the time. This is what we need to do. It makes sense now. So there was a lot of support that we got from from people from the Department of the Army and from Arlington, and they made it happen. They said, this is right. We need to make this happen. We moved Travis down on a Friday and uh, buried Brendan on the following Monday side by side. The two roommates from Annapolis now together for eternity. Yeah, and um, they're down there side by side. Um, you know, these guys, um, you know, when you think about their service, when you think about they they met at 9-11, they, um, you know, Brendan, we lost in September of 2010. Uh, the Navy SEALs killed, him, killed uh, Osama bin Laden that following spring. And President Obama talked about Travis and Brennan as an example for the rest of the country that a few weeks later in, in Arlington. And when you think about their whole service and sacrifice, you know, for for uh, for us, this story is an America's story. You know, it's a story about all those that have served and all the sacrifice that has happened since 9-11. And, uh, you know, there they are together in Arlington. Three years ago on Memorial Day, President Obama was in Section 60 and he said, heartbroken yet filled with pride, the Mannions and the Loonies knew only one way to honor their son's friendship. They moved Travis from his cemetery in Pennsylvania and buried them side by side here at Arlington. Warriors for Freedom reads the epitaph written by Travis's father, meaning you, Brothers Forever said the president that's the title of the book brothers forever in the acknowledgments of the book tom you said throughout our history generations have continued to answer the call to defend our nation and none more proudly than today's volunteers this book is for them expand on that well um you know we we've got we've got volunteer military now, um, no draft, and um, it's the first time that we've ever had that. And, um, you know, these guys have been in combat for over 10 years. And, you know, if you talk to these young men and women, it's two and three times they're going into harm's way. Um, it's incredible, the service and sacrifice of these young men and women. So for me, it's 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 all about them it's about trying to connect the rest of the country with what they're doing if there's any way we can sort of you know i'm I'm not for the draft or anything like that um i think that uh, the all-volunteer force works it's just that we got to figure out a way to make sure that the rest of the country is more connected with military service and what these guys do and and how much they sacrifice for us and for our freedom so um the book is is an attempt to to connect the rest of the country with those in the military. And, and we wanted to make sure that they understood who these people were. I mean, Brendan and Travis are, are your neighbors. They're the guys down the street. Their families are, are right in your communities. And we um, just want to make sure that um, there's a way to sort of better connect them with the rest of the country. I told you over the weekend when I sent you an email that I, I read the book, I thought it was terrific, and I was emotionally drained by the end of it. It's really quite a story. You, of course, have lived it. But for the rest of us, I think it's an essential read, and I congratulate you for, for getting it done. Well, thank you, Michael. I really appreciate that. Appreciate your support. We're, uh, we're off and running. We just launched on uh, Tuesday, 
and we're getting a lot of positive feedback, so we're, we're excited about getting this message out to the rest of the country. Terrific. Thank you, Tom. Look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, thanks, Mike. That's Take Colonel care. Tom Mannion. The book is called Brothers Forever. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.